believe it or not, the Cardinals are in first place, even if it is by just a percentage point. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what I said is true, yeah. Uh, One percentage point, the Cardinals are in first place, winning five in a row, sweeping the Pirates, now sweeping the Royals. So let's recap. You get swept in a two-game series by Oakland. You then get swept in a three-game series or four-game series, whatever it was. I can't remember now. By the Dodgers. So you turn right around, and he's like, no. Pirates, Royals, we get this all day long. Uh, it is Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. My name is Moose Michaels, and support for today's show comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's blow-the-belt men's grooming. You may have seen Manscaped on Shark, on Shark Tank and Men's Journal name their Lawnmower 2.0 is one of the best tools in men's grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. That's LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Moose Michaels at LOCKEDONSTL. Uh, you can email me, moose, at onairwithmoose.com. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, yesterday, no episode. Apologies about that, but my little boy Sam turned one. And... So that night, when usually it's time to record, spent the night with, uh, you know, with him. We read him all the books and everything, helped get him rocked to sleep so we could get up early. Took the little boy out for pancakes. And for a one-year-old, you would have thought he had died and gone to heaven. They're giving me bread with syrup. This is awesome. <laughs> Went home, had us a nice little nap. I took the day off of work. Then uh, we went to the Nashville Zoo where we got to see lots of animals. And uh, again, he just had a big time and uh, very, very thankful, very grateful to uh, be able to spend the day with him. And uh, it's kind of be kind of a rolling tradition. We're always going to take the day off of his birthday unless his birthday falls on a uh, weekend. And even then, I might talk to my wife about, you know, taking off uh, like the Friday or Saturday, making it a three-day weekend for the little boy. All right, so the, uh, well, I tell you what, let's just get into it with the three big things. Number one. Cardinals completing the sweep of the Royals, winning 6-0. And uh, the offense finally came to life in the seventh inning. Before that, the Cardinals were getting no hit by uh, the pitcher Keller, who pitched uh, six innings of three-hit ball before giving up three runs. He had three walks, five strikeouts. Uh, so the Cardinals really, uh, they're getting they're getting on there for a little bit before they finally broke it up. Top of the lineup, not getting it done, though. Fowler had a couple of walks. Um, but outside of that, Fowler, Edmund Goldschmidt combining to go 0 for 11 in this game. Ozuna, 1 for 4, DeYoung, 2 for 4. Carpenter, who's acting as a DH, 1 for 4. Molina, one for four, Wong, one for three. Uh, Arrows Arena, O'Randy A, two for four. We need to see him at the top of the lineup here pretty soon. Number two. And, uh, well, that's the uh, that was actually number two. Arrozina going two for four in this game. And uh, batting at the bottom of the order. Schilt, let's take some chances, okay? 
Randy A, I believe, needs to be started at the top. I mean, it's okay to see Fowler there. That's fine. But put Randy A in the top or the second spot and give him that shot. I mean, otherwise, what is it? Edmund going over for five. Number three. And finally, the Cardinals uh, going up against the Reds later on today, 610 Central Time, Great American Ballpark. And uh, you can catch that on Fox Sports Midwest, your local radio, uh, Cardinals radio affiliate. But here's the thing about that. No, and, and it's mind-blowing to me. You got a team now, and I mean, you know, I should have put this in the three big things, even though I mentioned it at the top of the show. The Cardinals miraculously, despite the bad pitching, despite the lack of activity at the deadline, and maybe in spite of it all, the Cardinals are still in first place or got back to first place. Might be by one percentage point, but the boys are in first place. So, why are you running Michael Wadka back out there? We saw what he had to do last time. He got tore up. He's been getting tore up all season long. Why are you putting him back out there? Taking a look at the preview at Cardinals.com, it says, quote, Waka looks to rebound after a less than ideal season so far. If it's August and you're looking to rebound from your season, why are you starting? Why? Granted, his last start against a very good Dodgers team where he went three and two-thirds innings, he gave up something like six runs. I understand that. The Dodgers, believe it or not, have like an incredible, like if, if the Cardinals were in that division, there's nearly a 20-game lead that the Dodgers have over the Cardinals. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. Now, one thing about Wonka that's got going for him, seven straight appearances at Great American Ballpark have all wound up as pitching wins for him, whether it was in starting or relief or whatever the case might be. Doesn't matter. He is one of the worst pitchers in Major League Baseball this season. And I hate saying that because I like the guy. I do. And we've talked about this and what it's, it's mind boggling to me why we have to keep talking about this. Why we have to keep talking about Wonka getting a start. I mean, is, is that the best that you got? Is there nobody else that you can bring up to help get this done? It makes no sense to me whatsoever. The fact that the Cardinals are in first place, even I mean, technically, I guess they're tied with the Cubs, but if the season ended today, I think they would probably be awarded first just based on the winning percentage. Why do they continuously trot this guy out there? I mean, it makes no sense to me. The uh, Reds starting Sonny Gray, he's actually not been bad this year. 144 strikeouts, uh, 310 ERA. And he is on a season-high tying streak of 13 scoreless innings after he uh, really worked over the Cubs in his last start. Didn't allow a hit over his first four innings. Now, the Cardinals, you know, outside of the few guys that haven't faced him before, tend to hit him pretty well. Except for Paul Goldschmidt, who's like 0 for 6 against the guy. 
So, uh, you know what? We're going to talk a little bit more about Paul uh, in our next segment. Yes, I referred to him as his first name. It's okay, though. It's all right. That's, that's the way it has to go. Uh, again, real fast, support for today's show comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Now, you may have seen Manscaped on Shark Tank and Men's Journal. Hey, men's Journal named their Lawnmower 2.0 as one of the best tools in men's grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code locked on at manscaped.com. That is locked on at manscaped.com. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe to us in Google and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the brand new Himalaya Podcast app, everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Our second segment's right around the corner. Don't go anywhere. Hey, welcome back to Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. I mean, my name's Moose Michaels, and I want to encourage you to rate, review, and subscribe to this show uh, on Apple and Google Podcasts, Himalaya, everywhere you listen to your favorite shows, let us know. We just got done in our last segment kind of talking, well, not even so much talking, ranting about why Michael Watka is getting another start. And by the way, if you want to, if you want a perfectly good example of why pitching wins don't matter, Watka, one of the worst pitchers in the league, his pitching record six and five. So by the old school, hey man, he's going out there and giving his team a chance to win. Not so much. All right, we got a few things to cover in this segment, um, namely Paul Goldschmidt. What in the world is going on with Paul Goldschmidt? You know, after the All-Star break, he uh, he really got going there. And it, it seemed like he'd finally found his groove. Finally. But here over these last few games, he really seems like he's getting lost again. And I, I don't know if it's the swing. I don't know if it's his patience. You know, so far, over 442 at-bats. He's got 26 home runs, 63 RBI, only one stolen base. His average, 258. His on-base percentage, 335. Slugging, 464 for an OPS of 798. Compare this to his career. Average, 293. On-base percentage, 392. Slugging, 525. He's a career... Uh, OPS of 917. What's going on with this guy? You know, I, I, I just don't I just don't understand it. Outside of his 2016 season, his barrel percentage is is at an all-time low, 10.7%. The exit velocity of the balls he is hitting is also the slowest it's ever been, 89.8 miles an hour. I, I just don't get it. You know, he's hitting home runs. He's probably gonna he's probably gonna end up with 30 to 33 home runs by the end of the season. His uh, hard hit percentage, also the lowest it's ever been. And he's striking out at almost the highest his his K percentage, his strikeout percentage, 24.7. The only time it's been higher was last season. And he's walking less than he ever has before, too. And I think that's probably the root of the problem right there is that his Aunt Bats just aren't, 
they're not as patient as they were. And I don't know if he's putting the pressure on himself to perform for uh, his new team. But he's got he's got to figure this out. I mean, he's got to figure this out. Um, you know, when it comes to uh, fastballs, right? His batting average is 284. Off-speed pitches, 156. Breaking, 262. This is on StatCast, by the way. Great tool. Uh, his slugging, great on fastballs. Progressively worse down the line, 430 on breaking. Off-speed pitches, 344. So, you take a look at where he's striking out. Breaking balls, off-speed pitches, 31.1% for breaking, 25.7 for the off-speed. What that tells me is he's not identifying pitches the way he used to. In fact, uh, you, you take a look at the uh, his uh, batting average, or excuse me, his strikeout rate. Uh, it, was, it was actually a little bit worse last year on both those pitches. So he's identifying them a little bit more, but at the same time, his strikeout rate rose on the fastballs. I don't understand why he's doing this. They say like some of his um, similar his his comps over the last couple of seasons. Paul Goldschmidt is comparable to Cole Calhoun, the 2019 version. Chris Davis, Trevor Story, Travis Darno, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. He's similar to him from last year. So I don't know. When it comes to, uh, like, there, there's a batted ball profile in StatCast. His ground ball percentage, 40.3%. His fly ball percentage, 29.6%. Line drive percentage, 22.3. And his pop-up, 7.9. Now, the line drive percentage is interesting because that is the lowest that it's ever been this season. 22.3% last year, nearly 30% of his uh, batted balls were line drives. Before that, 25%, 2016, 28%, 2015, 32.9%. Fly ball percentage, um, look at this. Fly ball percentage, 19.4% in 2015, 19% in 16, 17 and 18, or 17, 25.5%, 2018, 22.9%. What do you think it is for 2019? 296 the ground ball percentage is, is actually gotten better over the years. It's a little bit higher than it was last year. I don't know if this is a situation of, hey, we got a launch angle. You got to pay attention to your launch angle. You got to try to do your best and knock the ball out of the park. Because he's hitting fly balls at a, basically his line drive percentage and his fly ball percentage have flipped. So I don't know if he's trying to hit more home runs or if he's just not. I, I, I don't know, but he's got to fix that. And I believe this speaks a lot to the offense of the Cardinals overall. This idea that the, that the launch angle, that hitting the ball out of the park, that going for the home runs, no matter where you are in the lineup, that's got to stop. There's going to be people, be people out there to tell you lineup construction doesn't matter. But it does. You know, they say, it's, it doesn't really matter where you're hitting the lineup. I, I, I go with a lot of the new school and a lot of stuff, but I don't go with that one. 
You want the guy with your highest on-base percentage at the top of the lineup because he's setting the table. You want to be able to get the next guy with some good on-base percentage, be able to knock this other guy over, if not all the way around. And then your traditional three-hole hitter, you want it to be your best hitter. Guys that can start knocking these guys in. Maybe with a well-placed line drive, a double, something like that. Something that you want to hit more of. It, it's almost that the way that Paul Goldschmidt's swinging the bat, he's almost like a, like a classic cleanup hitter. Then he has his traditional three spot that he's always been in. I mean, it is... But I believe that's, that's the issue. When it comes to Goldschmidt, his fly ball percentage is the highest that it's ever been. His line drive percentage, it's the lowest that it's ever been. So instead of just trying to get the bat on the ball and get it out to the outfield where you're going to do actually your your best damage, that's where you're going to have your best chance of getting on base, your best chance of getting a double, your best chance of scoring runs. Instead, it seems he's trying to hit it out of the park. So I don't know if this is the Jeff Albert thing. I don't, I'm not sure. But what I do know is they have to quit worrying so much about this stinking, you know, launch angle stuff. That might work for some hitters. That doesn't need to be a league-wide thing. <laughs> Sometimes you just need to leave it alone and let the hitters hit. That's that's just that's just me. Just me. Uh, and again, his average, average exit velocity, by the way, how hard he's hitting the ball. 89.8%. He's 78th, or excuse me, 79th in Major League Baseball. Last year it was 90.8, good for 33rd. 2017, 91.4. That was good for 7th in all of Major League Baseball. So, I mean, this could be the start of the decline. I don't know. We got goalie for the next few years, so we really, uh, we really can't be doing that. By the way, um, last thing we're gonna we're gonna touch on quickly. I didn't mean to talk about Goldschmidt so long there. We've got to figure out the best way to rebuild the Cardinals, and and I kind of want to put this out there to you to get your ideas and how you would. And I don't mean rebuild as in you know let's go get this player to get that player. That's that's certainly part of it, but more of what I'm talking about is what kind of analytics would you employ? What kind of strategy would you do in the draft? And it's not all about draft picks. We were going, I was going back and forth with a couple of guys on Twitter where somebody was talking about how the Astros are so much better than the Cardinals because, you know, they got solid major leaguers and they did, you know, they tanked and they got all these draft picks, all those draft picks. And a lot of Cardinals fans, I believe, find comfort in the fact that the Cardinals don't take it. I'm not suggesting for a minute that they should be tanking. But it's a lot more than that. Because you take a look at all the high draft picks the Royals had over years. And they whiffed on a lot of them. Some of them worked out. They finally got a World Series. But how long did that take? The Astros have smart analytics. They've got a good scouting eye for ball players, And they found a way to meld the two. So I want to hear from you. You get to redo the Cardinals' strategy when it comes to building a team. What are you going to do? 
This is Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can uh, tweet me what you would do at Moose Michaels or at Locked On STL. You can also email me, moose at onairwithmoose.com. That might be one of the easiest ways to go about it. Uh, again, rate, review, and subscribe to us in Google and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the brand-new Himalaya Podcast app. We would love to hear from you. And, uh, yeah, we will see you Friday morning. You drink a brewski for the mooski. I'm out.